Tucker, I don't say this with pride. I, I really don't. I, I'm just being factual. I've never voted. I, and so I'm not saying that with pride. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm, I'm har I will be voting. I am hardcore MAGA. I've never voted. I, I did. You know, I observe Trump. I'm somewhat yeah. supportive of Trump. But they have made me MAGA. And they have made me ready for whatever is next because what they are building for young people, I can't I can't sit by and just let it happen without raising my voice and without willing being willing to sacrifice whatever so that kids don't live in a communist Marxist society. These people that think the government is going to take care of them don't understand history, that they've never studied history. They don't understand how tyrannical a government is. <laughs> what, what's if they have their way? I, I, if they have their way, we're all catching hell except for the elites. And yes, I have a very good bank account and perhaps I'm an elite, but my heart is working class. My parents were factory workers. I came from nothing in this country. I'm black. They're telling everybody black here, oh, you can't come from nothing and make it in this country. That's bullshit. This country is the greatest country in the history of the planet. It's the safest, most prosperous place for black people and all people. That's why people are beating down the doors to get here. And they've demonized the whole thing and they've turned Trump into this devilish, Luciferian character when they are the devils. They're the ones that don't believe in God. All right, that was me last night uh, on Tucker Carlson. You're watching Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Friday. Uh, we've made it through the week. Uh, I, it is a happy Friday. It has been a very tough week. It, things last night punctuated a very tough week. We started the week off with three nine-year-olds slaughtered at a Christian school, three adults slaughtered along with them, an angry uh, trans person having executed them. Then yesterday afternoon, early morning here in Nashville, uh, our capital is stormed by angry alphabet mafia people, angry anti-Second Amendment people. We have a transurrection or insurrection at the state capitol here in Nashville. And as I said last night on Tucker, and then I get home and find out uh, they've indicted Donald Trump. I, I don't think these things are coincidences. They get violent. The, the alphabet mafia, the, the, in, the real insurrectionists, the people trying to overturn this country and our constitution and our way of life, they get violent or get stupid or, or, or do what they, they say uh, Donald Trump and MAGA people did at the nation's capital. And it all goes away with, with an indictment out of nowhere late on a Thursday evening. No one is even talking about Nashville, uh, what happened at the state capitol. Everyone's talking now about Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels and some bogus prosecution 
I think these things are connected. We're going to talk about it today. Bryson Gray is here with me in studio. Round of applause for Bryson Gray. <laughs> and I can't have this discussion without Royce White, Morpheus. You get, Royce is the deepest man on this show. Uh, he keeps us ahead of the conversation. He understands the MAGA movement better uh, than virtually anybody. Royce White, uh, welcome back to the show. Listen, I, I, I said I got it off my chest last night. Uh, I, I, they have turned me into, I'll be, probably next time you see me on Monday, I'll have on the same hat as Bryson, <laughs> same t-shirt. Uh, they, they've turned me into a MAGA person. That, that, it's, it's a line in the sand for me, and it's, it, Donald Trump's the only one I can believe that can hold the line. And, and I'm going to be right there holding it with him. If anybody's mad about it, blame yourself. You've left heterosexual Christian men no other choice. Uh, so Bryson, Royce, I, 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 I throw this out there. Your reaction, Royce, since you're over Skype, I'll let you go first. Then Bryson, you, you fall in behind. Royce, when you saw last night that Donald Trump was uh, being indicted, what were your thoughts? Um, it, well, it, it doesn't surprise me, right? I mean, we we, we talked about it a, about a week back or so, and we heard the rumblings, and, and there was some hesitation, uh, I believe, due to reading the winds uh, around the country and hearing uh, the, the the great skepticism and pushback uh, when it comes to le the legitimacy of this of this proceeding uh, this indictment first legally and then then culturally and spiritually so it doesn't surprise me but but I think anytime politics and and government show themselves to be that corrupt in our country today it it brings a certain level of 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 shock uh, a a certain level of of concern. I mean, you know, here's here's where we are, Jason, I think. We are in a war. We are in an asymmetrical war with a number of very powerful global groups, uh, a number of very powerful global institutions, and we lost. We've already lost that war. Um, and primarily, we are in a war with China. We're in an asymmetrical war with China, and we lost. The Chinese won. Uh, that, that war is over, and, and many of your uh, boomers don't want to concede that that war is over, and that's part of the problem. That's one of the first problems we have to deal with to, to take this country back and actually talk about this the right way. But the war is over. Uh, and, and this war that we lost, the, the scary part about it isn't that the war is over. The scariest part is that many people in our country don't even know we were ever in one. Um, and the other people, or a good portion of the people who did know we were in one, uh, they conceded all the ground for us to lose it. Uh, and this this goes back to your boy Kissinger and Alex Graham and the whole Mackinder uh, land theory and, and the Eurasian landmass, the Eurasian uh, world island. Uh, and, and the Chinese played us. We were supposed to make the Chinese more American. Right. Uh, I don't know if the, the, the audience will be familiar with this, but there's a there's a theory that was taught in the European intellectual tradition called the. Uh, the Mackinder land theory and the Mackinder land theory is loosely based on the, the, the Thucydides trap, which is a, a theory about declining and rising powers. And, and China 
a while back was identified as the rising power of the world. And our elite said that America was the natural declining power. And, and in that decline, the only way in the, the Thucydides trap, the only way to survive is to sort of leech on to the rising power and make the rising power more like you on their, on your way down. Uh, and that's not what happened. We, we latched on to the Chinese and, and we became more like them. And, and there's a lot to be asked, uh, in that regard. But first and foremost today, the, the, the former president of the United States is in the crosshairs of the kangaroo court. And that is very, very totalitarian. And it's very CCP. <clears throat> so this is obviously a witch hunt. It is a witch trial. Elections coming up. Um, this is obviously an injustice. It isn't fair. But I feel like we should all expect this going into 2024. Um, Alvin, he said he was going to do this and he's getting it done, even if it's based on nonsense with Stormy Daniels. Like Stormy Daniels literally said it didn't happen. Then she flip flop and, and, and now we're here. So it's crap. Uh, but this doesn't make me all in for Trump in 2024. Uh, because you said something very interesting. You said straight Christian men are under attack. And that's what I believe. And Trump doesn't help that at all. He may not be as bad as the left when it comes to that topic, but he doesn't help it. He's literally celebrating Joe Biden policies at Mar-a-Lago for a whole bunch of homosexuals. Um, so I do think this is an injustice, and I don't think, I don't th and I think it's the wrong move. Obviously, what this is gonna do, DeSantis might as well not run. <laughs> this indictment seals the deal for Trump winning the primaries, no matter what. But the real issue is how would it affect the general election? And a lot of conservatives, of course, confirmation bias, think that it'll, it'll affect Trump in a positive light. And of course, all the Democrats think it'll affect Trump in a negative light. Both are true when it comes to Democrats and Republicans. But the question is, how would it affect the people in the middle, uh, the people, the moderates? You know what I'm saying? The ones that Democrats get for the last, what, six elections? Um, and that's the unknown. And I, I watch people like academics and other hip-hop pages at least post about the situation. It's, and it's, people just using that as a meme. It doesn't seem like nobody takes it serious. It doesn't seem like a lot of people, it doesn't like a lot of people care the same way Democrats and Republicans care. So uh, it'll be interesting to figure out how this affects how uh, the people in the middle come out and vote during the election. Royce, I want you to follow up on that. Your reaction to my instincts that are really un unshakable at this point, that my instincts are I'm all in with Trump. And, and for the reasons that, that I believe. I, I understand what Bryson's talking about. Trump is flawed. There's no question about it. But I think God uses flawed people in ways that they don't even realize. Tr tr Trump's not gonna be where me, you, and Bryson are on the alphabet issue and other cultural issues. But, but I do think he's an instrument that we can use in that war, even though he's flawed and not 100% there with us. Your thoughts on, react to Bryson's take as it relates to my, he, he's not all in with Trump. Well, I'm, I'm certainly all in with Trump, but but I agree with Bryson as well that that Donald Trump isn't the final remedy. D Donald Trump isn't going to be uh, in in any way, shape, or form some some final savior. The the question really has to be, where are we today, and what 
how much more are we willing to lose? How much more ground are we, we willing to lose? And, and, uh, you know, you're, you're only good or bad by comparison in the physical world, in the spiritual sense, in the eternal sense, there's a, an entirely different criteria. But when we're talking about elections and politics, we're dealing in the physical world. And in the physical world, we have a presidential election coming up in less than 24 months. And, and the ramifications of that election will be great. I mean, we, again, we've already lost. People have to become comfortable with this. And, and they don't feel it yet because the Fed is still finding a way to keep the wage slaves on the on the Ferris wheel. And it's open 365 days, 24 hours. Um, but but the hammer's coming down. The, the economic system around the world is breaking. And, and the remedy to that will be central bank digital currency and, in effect, a new form of slavery and an, an even evolved form of slavery than the wage slavery. It'll be all out a uh, technocratic economic slavery, which is scary to, to say the very least. Um, so that we have to contend with that and we have to do that right now. I think that Donald Trump's uh, unpredictability makes him uniquely positioned to throw a monkey wrench in their plans. And we have to hope all of us, especially as Christians, we have to pray uh, that that God does want to work through Donald Trump and that he finds a way or that Donald Trump finds a way to let God work through him in these coming months. My issue with that, though, is Donald Trump said he doesn't ask God for forgiveness. Out of his own mouth, he said that. He doesn't ask God for forgiveness. Being flawed is different than doing something knowingly. You know, I I thought we we use these terms like flawed. Flawed is you're in the process of getting with God and you go get drunk. You're in the process of being with God, but you have fornication with your significant other that you're not married to. I don't, I don't view flawed as actively saying things like Bruce Jenner can use any bathroom he wants where, I, where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Um, and being flawed is not literally hosting an LGBT gala at Mar-a-Lago. I do think Trump is the best answer to this, uh, to this country when it comes to the economy. He had a deal with China in play before COVID. People, a lot of people forget this. The, uh, the, fir- the, the, first, the first phase. He had that like sign. He had everything right with China and everything. Uh, so obviously, economically, you had the labor force participation rate rose every single, almost every month Trump was in office. Uh, and Biden, even though he get, the jobs came back from COVID, he didn't create any new jobs. His labor force participation rate still isn't at the levels that Donald Trump was, that Donald Trump's was. Uh, so Donald Trump is in no doubt he is the answer economically in this country. But Trump had four years in office and more people identified as a million genders, more people's coming out as transgender because Trump isn't going to stop or combat that that aspect of anything. He's going to seem like he's combating it because the left is so far left that we think doing something slightly less than what they're doing, we think that's righteous. But in reality, he attacked Kathy Barnett, him and him and people like Richard Grinnell, they attacked Kathy Barnett on her faith. He endorsed Dr. Oz and attacked somebody Dr. Oz was running against who was a Christian because of her faith. That's what they attacked her on. They called her too extreme because she said she was praying for her children because they got on a plane with homosexuals. So uh, I don't think he's the answer in any way, shape, or form when it comes to the Christian situation. With economics, he's the only answer, though. So I agree with that. Who is our better option? There is none. That's why we have no choice, then. Mm, you... you you, you said this is your first time voting? This might be my first time not voting. Because as, as a Christian, I can't biblically justify supporting the lesser of two evils. And when I say lesser of two evils, like I said, 
if Trump would confess God and, and just simply, like, you don't even have to be as strong as me or you against these things. That's, that's not that's not even what I'm claiming. But when you act, when you're actively supporting these things, that's a difference. You can be soft on something, and I can still know where you really stand. But he's actively supporting you. Actually, you, he's actively doing things against God, which I can't. I, I I I justified it before, but I can't. I can't continue justifying it. I call out Christian rappers for less. Mm. Royce, I, I want. I don't want you to respond directly to that because I want to mm-hmm. marinate on that for a second. I'm going to circle back to Bryson. I want you to <laughs> clarify your we've already lost. W- what does that yeah. mean? That just prepare for Marxism? It- it's over? What it means is we have to start to ask ourselves what what steps need to be taken to take this country back, not to save it. And... um that that's that's an entirely different proposition and i think many of our elites would like us to ruminate around the idea that this nation can be saved by a donald trump even in some cases but the nation can't be saved it must be taken back because we've already lost and and when i say we've already lost we built an economic system in the early 1900s or in the mid 1900s called the bretton woods system and it's a finan- it's a global financial system and this is the, the one of the greatest scams ever played on the american people and in collaboration with the United Nations, the IMF, the World Bank, and the Federal Reserve System, that is the single greatest unjust tax uh, on Americans uh, or, or free people anywhere. It's a complete Ponzi scheme. And, and in that system, we all signed over, right? We gave way to international governance uh, for security and materialism and safety and, and convenience and all these other things that feel good and make us feel prosperous. Um, and in that, we got into an economic game, an, an, an economic war with any would-be enemies out there. One of them is China. And what we believed, like I said, is that we could turn the Chinese into Americans. We could make them Westerners. Well, we did. But the people who brokered that deal were the worst part of Western society. So the Chinese took what was really terrible about Western society and 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 morphed it with what is bad about their own society. And we got a, a dragon in the East that 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 can't be slain um, or let's say it won't be slain without without Christ. Um but but effectively, when you see Iran, the Saudis, Russia, and and China form a new international security bloc, they've taken the Eurasian landmass. There's nothing we can do to defend it, and we have international interest, which we say are national interest out there on the Eurasian landmass that we've spent years, decades protecting, spending money on, creating an entire foreign policy around Taiwan, Japan, Israel. Um, India is one of them. India can fend for themselves a bit. They got 1.5 billion people, so they're, they're, they're their own deal. Uh, and, and Europe itself. These are all international interests that we say are national interests. And now they're at the behest of the, of the CCP. And, and we don't understand that yet. The dollar is being displaced as the economic hegemony. And, and let me just put this in as, as an, as an, uh, to, to accompany that. You may not like Donald Trump, but I'll tell you one thing. You won't like the CCP worse. If you think there are some Christians out there who are shaky on their Christianity, there are some enemies out there who are completely anti-God. And there's a difference. And we have to confront that difference right here, right now, because the anti-God movement is is on the move. And, and they're coming full force. And, and the Chinese, the CCP, are an anti-God force. 
we are antithetical to the Chinese and the CCP, not because of, of capitalism versus communism, not because of, of Marxism versus uh, having a republic or, or any of these other political uh, ideas. We are antithetical to the CCP because our nation was founded on faith in God. The CCP don't believe in God whatsoever. They, they, they despise God, and they're doubling down and tripling down on that right now. So what I loved about Royce's comment, it's, it's what I believe, taking our country back. I agree. And that's a process. And what I firmly believe today is that process includes Donald Trump because he's been the ingredient dropped into the political sphere that has exposed the corruption of everybody. Of, of making people like me. I used to sit around and think, ah, they're all full of BS. I'm not going to get involved. You know, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Trump getting involved has made me realize, like, oh, man, it's even worse than I thought. These people are sexual predators. These people are promoting uh, policies and ideas and normalcy that makes all kids vulnerable. That, that, mm. that, and so that, that's what has me on edge in terms of like, they got drag queens at schools, they got them at libraries, they're taking kids to drag shows, they're normalizing, all, they, they wanna have conversations with kids mm -hmm. about sex mm -hmm. at six and eight and 10. This is a form of evil that I honestly didn't know existed at this level. I knew that there were pedophiles. I knew that there were perverts. I knew that there were dangerous people. I didn't think they were supported by people in government. And, and Trump's involvement in politics has made me deal with that and has exposed a level of truth that, that again, I still believe he's necessary and he's the only ingredient that has brought all of this to the forefront and I gotta ride with it. Question, two questions actually. Um, I agree with half and disagree with the other half. You don't think Trump would allow Bruce Jenner in front of children? I, what I don't think, look, I think Trump, I think Trump personally mm -hmm. is pro-abortion. Mm -hmm. What did he do with the Supreme Court? He put, and he said he was going to do it. I'm going to put justices on here mm -hmm. that will overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. I don't know or that much care what Trump is about personally. I think policy-wise and what he actually does matches up more with what I'm with. But and so he might. Uh -huh. Do that with Caitlyn, but I don't think he's going to support policies that allow this whole drag queen thing to continue on. That's what I said. That's what that's what I said in 2020. No cap, verbatim, because the policies he passed were anti-LGBT in 20 in 2020. Uh, I mean, between 2016 and 2020. But it's the reality. He also said he's going to decriminalize homosexuality across the globe. Donald Trump said that. That's the same thing Obama said, and conservatives attacked attack that for it. Uh, Donald Trump also, once again, I don't want to bring up the LGBT party he hosted to celebrate Joe Biden's Respect for Marriage Act again, but he also did that. Um, also, they attacked a Christian running for office because of her Christianity. 
again, I do think Trump is the answer economically. I think anybody who cares about economic, if economics is your top priority, vote for Trump is the only option you obviously have. But as a Christian, I find myself questioning things, and I'm gonna tell you why. When I got popular in the Christian scene, it's because I called out Lecrae in a song. The reason I called him out, because in an interview, he was soft on the aspects of homosexuality because he has a gay cousin. I called him out for that. I called out Joe Osteen, not because he hosts gay parties, because he simply is soft on a few different things. I call out influencers that claim to be Christian for the same way. If I were to give Donald Trump a pass on something as crazy as, like, what he be doing, I would be, I would have a whole diss song out by now if that was anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And I can't be a hypocrite because the, the Bible clearly talk, talks about being a hypocrite. And once again, like I said, Trump, he is anti-politician. I agree. He's like the rock in Black Adam. He's like anti-hero. You know what I'm saying? He does. He says what needs to be said. But all the swamp members, he endorsed them. Kevin McCarthy, he endorsed them. <laughs> Bless you. What's, what's the dude that sat, what's the dude that sound gay in South Carolina? Um, Tim Scott? No, 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 no. The white dude that, that, that he blamed for the abortion thing, for, for the lackluster performance in the uh, midterms. Uh, everybody blamed him because he said something about he wanted to make abortion illegal across, across, across everything. I know who you're talking about. Lindsey Graham. Yes. He, he dissed Lindsey Graham. What, what was he at the next week? With Lindsey Graham. Everybody Trump calls a swamp member, he didn't collapse with him. So it's like, it's, it's almost like, I, I, it's confusing and disappointing because I have on a MAGA hat as we speak. You see what I'm saying? But um, I got to be honest, that's all. Royce, can you help here, me out here? <laughs> Bryson's a lobe for me. Help, help me out. Well, I mean, I think, I think Bryson brings up some very fair points. Not, not only fair, they're completely legitimate. They're 100% legitimate points. And they're criticisms that many of us could hold about Donald Trump. He's an individual. Uh, we have to, we, we're in, you know, it's like you never, as a funny, funny line from a movie, you never criticize a bank robbery, of the plan of a bank robbery during a bank robbery, right? And that, that might be a, a weird example to use, but we're in a war, right? So you don't, you don't criticize the war strategy when you're in the middle of the war. The first thing is to survive. And we don't see the current battle like that. We, we, we kind of see it in this, uh, you know, sort of you know, hyperbolic, uh, esoteric vacuum, but, but war doesn't work like that. And this war isn't working like that. Like I said, when when the when the Saudis and the, and the Iranians say the petrodollar is done, we got hard times coming, and we'll see how everybody feels about their Christian morals when they have no eggs. See, what what I understand about the history of of this country, which includes the Catholic Church and and all of the five hundred one c three Christian institutions, is we like we 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 liked to talk about Christianity in a judgmental vacuum because the security we traded our freedom for allowed us to. And now that freedom's coming to an end. So we're going to see how Christian people really are. And and, um, and, and I don't mean like uh, in your home, in the safety of your home. I mean, when you're faced with a loaded gun, right? When it's, uh, will you, again, you, you talk about Donald Trump. Peter denied Jesus three times, right? I mean, the church was built yeah. on the rock of Peter. Peter denied th Jesus three times. Jesus, this was his boy. This was his right-hand man. Mm -hmm. Knew him, walked the streets with him, saw the miracles, shared the, had the sweat of Christ touch his skin. He denied him three times when it counted the most. I think there's a lot to be said in that story. And and and, and furthermore, let, let me say let me say this. Let's let's talk about the LGBTQ thing for a moment. 
because I think where the Republican message has gone wrong is we want government to supplant Christ. We want government to supplant Christianity. That won't work. Correct. Not only will not only will it not work from a political strategy standpoint, it won't work eternally in the with with when it comes to the spirit. Um, so, I mean, look, there have always been homosexuals. It's becoming a fad now. It's becoming pronounced now, and and we're making a we're making a thing out of it. Certainly by by blasting it all over the the airwaves, and I don't think that's um, I don't think that's by accident or coincidence. But let's be clear, we don't want to make homosexuality illegal. That's ridiculous. We don't want to give that power to the government. We don't want to give the power to the government to make anything more, uh, have any more power on things than they already do. We need to shrink government. And this has been a problem on the Republican side in the narrative for a long time. They want the government to be small where they want it to be small. You can't have it both ways because the devil, that's that spiritual pride. You think the devil's not smart enough to Trojan horse the homosexuality uh, legal conversation and then become tyrannical. The government, the, the devil is playing in 12 dimensions, not three. So we have to understand that first. Secondly, when it comes to homosexuality, there's a very clear line in the sand that we should draw. That line is around our children. If you're 18 and you want to cut your penis off, have at it. You're an adult. You're a consenting adult. If you're old enough to drink, you should be old enough to cut your penis off if you so choose. Do I support it? No. What I won't allow you to do as an 18-year-old adult is brainwash my 8-year-old that he should cut his penis off because he feels like a woman inside, but there is no such thing as men and women. These are clear lines that we should be able to draw as Christians if we have a stout faith. We shouldn't be so worried that, you know, homosexuals are going to – are gonna. Uh, are going to break our faith. They, that, that, that wouldn't be faith, right? As a Christian, though, my lines are in the Bible. And I've read Deuteronomy 22.5 quite a lot where it says if a man wears a woman's garment or if a woman wears a man's garment, that person is an abomination. The person is an abomination. What, what they don't say in that, though, is it doesn't say um, only if they show it to kids. So I think that the key is line is a, I feel like it's a safe line for conservatives to take so they don't offend everybody. Because the reality is, we say we don't want homosexuality to be illegal, but, you know, I don't know if anybody knows it. I'm sure Royce knows the history of this country. Before the 60s, homosexuality, sodomy was illegal in every single state in this country. Just as abortion. You know why? Because 9 out of the 13 colonies in this country were, they all had what? Established churches. The Establishment Clause had nothing to do with separation of church and state, which I'm sure we all know. It was so the government couldn't show favor to one denomination over the other. But this country was always based on had Christian laws. When we say you don't want the government to do this, this is what the government did up until the 70s. Abortion was illegal. Uh, sodomy was illegal. Even people co- 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 uh, living with each other was illegal in this country in all 50 states uh, up, a, up right. to a certain point. So that's, a, that's how this country worked. Now, it could differ per state, depending, because each state in the beginning acted as its own small bureaucracy. But uh, what, what I do want to see but they is, cherry, is, is, but they cherry is people speaking it. against it. But, but Bryce, well, what do you okay, mean I under, uh, so you, what you're saying, I, and I agree with you, there was a time in this country where the laws were more Christian-based, but even then they were cherry-picking mm-hmm. it. Even then they were pe- cherry-picking the Christianity. Because what does the Bible say about usury? We all opted into the Federal Reserve System and allowed the biggest usury scam in human history it would make the Pharisees and the I money agree. changers in the times of, of Jesus look like like infants. OK, so we I were agree. fine with that. one, And we were fine with the business, with the no. slavery business model from the crown. 
No, no, I mean the lawmakers. The same lawmakers yeah, who what, you're saying what, had these. What I'm telling you is they yeah, use these wedge, these cultural wedge issues to 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 proclaim and 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 flag their Christianity while they reap the benefits, the material benefits of plenty of biblical heresy. And I'm not saying that they were wrong for the Christian values they protected on cultural wedge issues. What I'm saying is we can't look away from the fact that the same people who said sodomy was illegal, which is really lukewarm. I mean, how can a how can a, a pre Techno, techno, technological society monitor if you're sodomizing each other at home. That'd be a word of mouth type of law to uphold anyway. I mean, you, I mean, it'd be hard to even to even govern that law. I mean, we're talking about a country now where they can actually turn your cell phone on whether the battery's in or not. That's where we live now. So a, 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 a government with that type of scope is different today than it was in the 1860s or the or 1910. But the money situation, yeah, but- the economic situation. That was completely monitorable at that time, and they all knew it. And many of us Christians in the country allowed them to run away with the economic heresy, and we said, oh, no, but we're Christian because we don't swear in public. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Cut the, so cut I think the- Christians should have fought— yeah, I think Christians should have fought for both. I'm not disagreeing with, with the a- money aspect. You're wrong about it monitoring, though, because people did go to jail for sodomy all the time. Uh, they monitor you. Do you know how, why, why it was so easy to monitor it back then? Because if somebody knew you were doing sodomy, <laughs> they would just go snitch like they do in other countries where sodomy and homosexuality has been illegal of all time. That's why I shout out to Uganda. I just want to give a shout out to Uganda real quick. Uganda last law is pretty wait, cool, pretty basic. Ju- and, and, think that's just? Do you think that's just? It's what just wait a second. No, no, let me let me let me show you how this is. See, this is a problem Republicans are having all across the country, too. This is why Donald Trump's in the crosshair problem he's in. Are you gonna question me on question me on the Bible? I can't wait. Go ahead. Tell me what is what just the the rule of law has become Uh a herald of conservative and Republican politics. Okay, and when Uh you give too much authority to the government and any other would be snitches. You put people who actually didn't do crimes in the crosshairs of malicious prosecution. This is what Donald Trump faces now with his little rat buddy, Michael Cohen, who they brought in, who uh, admitted mm-hmm. to what, what is being, he's being alleged to have done. And now his testimony is going to serve to put Donald Trump under the jail. So when you say, oh, the word of mouth is an easy way to monitor. No, it's not. Because if I don't like Bryson, I, I can said. just go to the local... Okay, play it back. That's not what I said. I said that's how they mon- I said that's how they monitor that's how they monitored it back then without having the technology. The same way they did right. in other that's countries. Say this is the way to monitor. I, I'm against that. Let me let me say I'm this. Not saying, I'm not saying to be for it. I'm just telling I'm just, he just said they weren't able to monitor I it. I'm it. saying they did. I got it. I just one I wasn't able keep to monitor the conversation just, moving. They weren't I, able I to monitor. I want to keep the conversation moving because one, we're on a bit of a limited time. Because <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying Donald Trump Jr. is going to come on the show, I believe. Okay. And so I, I want to keep the conversation moving so we just don't get bogged down. Here's my thoughts on this, Bryce, and I will let you push back. I'm right with Royce mm-hmm. in terms of, of, hey man, I don't care what adults do. It's not my mm-hmm. business. I don't want to police what adults do. I want to police what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe I have the power to do. That's what I believe I'm supposed to do. And so if some other grown man wants to do something in his bedroom that I find an abomination, the Bible tells me is an abomination, I'm going to let God deal with it. I don't want the government dealing with it. God is going to deal with that person. No different. <clears throat> I'm going to give you an example. Trust me. Mm-hmm. 
You can live a life of gluttony like I have. Trust me. I'm going to get dealt with over that. I don't need you to police my gluttony. The wages of sin, death. And so some dude wants to stick something up his rear end. Mm-hmm. He's going to face death for that. HIV, whatever, hepatitis, whatever. He, he, he's, I'm going to let, God has already, in my view, taken care of that. I, what, what Royce, I believe, is arguing is like, the government, we hand that type of power over to the government. Mm-hmm. That's how we get in this mindset that the left, that, I, that I'm telling you, this is why I'm pro-Donald Trump, and it's what Tucker Carlson's been talking about all week. The left thinks they're God. They have this mind that the government can pass all these rules and laws and tell you what to think, and, and they want to come, take your guns away from you, and say, you know what? We got this COVID shot. We want you to take mm-hmm. six of them over the next six weeks. And they're going to put a gun to your head. I don't want that. I want a small government. I want my guns. I want my neighbor to have his guns. Because if they come trying to get, they may, if we allow the government just to run wild, they may say, hey, Bryson, we're coming to your door with a gun. Mm-hmm. And we got a deal, though. We're going to jam up you for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's Royce, very, don't spend a lot of time, but have I somewhat represented your position, and then we'll let Bryson respond. Oh, I just think that a lot of these issues, again, on the moral and the principle of it, from a spiritual standpoint, we all agree. The question is what role the government should play in it. And and, and the, the way that the left has painted a caricature of this movement in many ways, and this is not to appeal to the left because I say things that are considered so extreme that I'm completely unelectable as a, as a young politician. But but I will say around these certain Christian issues that we, we have um, – abnegated the most central part of faith. And the most central part of faith is our own individual personal relationship with God. And and listen, if you're going to have salvation, if you're going to have the glory, if you're, if you're going to have salvation, a government forcing you to love God is not, an, is not equatable to loving God. If you love God, you don't do things or you do things because or out of that love for God, not because somebody sticks a gun to your head. If somebody sticks a gun to your head and makes you pray, do you, is that faith? That's coercion. We, and God doesn't want us to come into faith like that, which is half of the reason why he said render under Caesar what, what is Caesar's. And in that same way, he sent the message to the 501c3 Christian institutions, pay your taxes. Don't take a tax-exempt status to not talk about these LGBTQ issues. Bryson, I, I, I want to just inject this. What you're doing on this show is awesome. Don't don't. And I know you won't because I know your personality. <laughs> don't ever hold back. Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead. Um, well, like once again, I, my biggest this stuff is not biblical saying you, you you can only focus on your salvation, not helping others. That That is uh, that, that. Now you just took me out of context. No, but go ahead. No, 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 you said you don't care what other people do in their in their lives. I care about what I do. What I'm saying is that is the opposite of what the Bible teaches. The Bible literally teaches you to help other people out of sin. Matter of fact, in Ezekiel 3, 18 through 19, if you don't warn people of their wicked ways and their blood will be on your hands. Also, when it comes to the government doing things. Oh, 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 again, but that's totally different and, and keep coming. I, I want to move on. But anyway. yeah, no, it's going to be quick. I'm not going to be long. But go ahead. But, but Bryson, I sit here and talk about my gluttony and addressing True. it and all that. And people are watching me lose weight. That's how I, by helping myself and living it out transparently, I'm helping others. I get the emails. I agree. I see the text messages. I'm helping others. Everybody knows where I stand on the LGBT issue. 
maybe I'm wrong, but I think I created the whole alphabet tag and <laughs> alphabet mafia. I popularized that. Everybody knows where I stand on that and why. I refer to the Bible and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. But in terms of the government getting involved? That was my next point, though. Go ahead. Now, once again, everybody have their opinions, but I'm going to go Bible. <laughs> How are people judged in the Bible? In the Bible, does anybody know when people judge based on their sins in the Bible? People get punishments in the Bible by the, by the elders in there. And what all, all you need is what? Two or three witnesses, right? You need two or three witnesses. And they confirm. If they confirm that you was out there doing something, you know, ain't gonna say that, ain't gonna say what thing, and then people gonna say it changed in the New Testament. Eh, eh, eh. Very wrong. Let's go to Romans one, and then just 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 the last point I want to make again. I am not saying I'm judging people for voting for Donald Trump. I'm saying as a Christian, as a biblical Christian, I would be hypocritical for what I've done in calling out certain people if I were to then give him grace on that because of who he is. So let me move us on. Just. Uh, I, I, my belief is that these, uh, the whole point of this Alvin Bragg deal, it, 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 it's not about convicting Trump. It's not about a perp walk. It, it's, it's about one thing, in my view. And this is just my take. It's not the smartest take in the world, so feel free to disagree with it. I honestly think they just want the mugshot so they can hammer Trump with memes <laughs> over social media. I honestly believe this is just all about the mugshot. I'm, I'm telling you. I think the mugshot will be fire. If Trump take a, a fire mugshot, it's not going to help the left. That's going to help the right. Yeah, I, I think don't know they if think they, it's going to help them. I, well, yeah, I mean, the left has trouble with memes in general, but but uh, to think that a Trump mugshot at this point is going to is going to disenfranchise him with voters is is completely tone deaf. But but they're tone deaf. So maybe they actually do think that that wouldn't be far fetched. Yeah, I, I think people Y'all really crying. think I'm crazy. Y'all really think I'm wrong. You don't think they want that mugshot? No. They put it on magazine covers, put it in newspapers. Uh, put It's like they're, it's, their, it's the next best thing to January 6th. It's why they can't always show the image of all the people climbing over well, the Capitol. That, that's their J saving Jason, grace. Look, look. Let, let, let me, I'll give, I'll give you this one. This is, I'll, I'll say this. For sure, they want they want some of that, but here's what they really want to do: they want to disenfranchise, they want to disincentivize, they want to put the fear of the full weight of the United States government in every blast person who watches this show. They want to tell you this is a this is a reinforcement of the unjust punishment of January 6. That's what they're doing here. They're doubling down. They're finishing the job. They're saying if if the the January six protesters have still not what we did there was not was not brought to justice. Our our actions there and just to add salt to the wound, the icing on the cake is we're actually going to take the president and now indict him and put him in jail too. And and or we'll 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 you know we'll drag him through the the the, the system and we'll quote the rule of law. Because you Republicans out there, you you party Republicans out there love the rule of law so much. Now we'll use your line like Morning Mika did just today. I was listening this morning. You should always, anytime something big happens, go listen to Mika Brzezinski. Her and her father are Satanists to the max, in my opinion. Um, Mika just said this morning, rule of law, rule of law, rule of law. And that's what the left means to do. Now they're going to take the rule of law. 
throw it in your face and tell you nobody's above it, including the president. And if you think the president's above it, you're just a cult. You're just a cult member. You you just you you want Donald Trump to be uh, the Messiah, and that's the narrative they're going to run now, and they're doing it, and they're going to be good at it. I agree. I think they're they're doing this to Trump, to, and they did it to Jan Sixers, and they're saying y'all we can do it to y'all too. I think they're, they're taking away any safety net that conservatives think they have, and they take who is being the leader of all of this, and we got him. What you think we're going to do to you? That's what I think is happening. I think it's like a, it's like a salt, salt to the wound, like he said. Tucker and I last night talked about they're trying to provoke civil unrest. They want to provoke the conservatives to do something violent, like January 6th. You were at January 6th. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that that's what a lot of this is? Well, we weren't we weren't violent. The violence was against uh -huh. us. Yeah, but um, I do think it's that also because they because if you've seen when they, when they said they was going to arrest him, a lot of people are saying they're going to go out and protest. All they need is one crazy person, or they might plant a crazy person. You see what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's all they need. If they do that. They do that, then, then they can easily deem conservatives and Trump supporters as crazy terrorist people. That, I, I also think that's part of the plan, also. Yeah, they, they can find another Ray Epps. Yep. Uh, Royce, let me ask you this, and this will be it, and hopefully we'll, we only, we got like five minutes here, so we got to be quick, but par part of what is bothering me, and, and yesterday here in Tennessee at the Capitol, a guy named Justin Jones, just elected, young black dude, he kind of led the transurrection at our state capitol. Alvin Bragg, black dude, uh, is doing this indictment of Trump. It, it feels like they're using black people and black men to be the tip of the sphere to attack Donald Trump, and it really, really bothers me. Well, absolutely. And what they're really, what they're really saying is, is um, if you want, if you want to be free, if you don't want to go back to slavery, if you want to be safe from white supremacy and racism, we got to expand this government. We got to expand this government beyond D.C. Now, now we got to take the expansion of the government all the way to Geneva or Davos and Beijing. Now, if we have a, a, an international criminal court. You'll be safe, black people. You'll all be safe. Don't worry. You can rest your head safe at night. Um, and 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 again, to, to reiterate what Bryson is saying, um, I 100% disagree that people should not be protesting. And, and quite frankly, I can't stand when I hear conservatives or or America for or any of us on the right talk about protesting does nothing. You have no faith. Remember Jericho. Remember the walls of Jericho. And, and part of that that impulse, that mania to get something done right now today is how they're beating us. Long game. Protest. We're on the verge of nuclear war. We're on the verge of nuclear war and they're putting a president in kangaroo court. I think it's time to protest nationwide. And if we don't, get ready for the gulags. Get your number ready. You know, pick up, pick out your favorite eight-digit number because it's coming. I think that's what January 6th was about. I think after January 6th, you notice there hasn't been a large conservative protest since. I think they scared all conservatives into the House. Um, a lot of people are scared of protest. Now, I was telling people to not go protest specifically for Trump being arrested. And the reason why is because as a person that was there January 6th, every single Republican, including Trump, just threw us under the bus and now we have a bunch of political prisoners. So don't go to that butt foot before our rights for what we believe in. You should be out there protesting. We need 
I don't know if I can say this on your show. We need another, let me rephrase. We need another million MAGA March. I'm not going to say we need another Jan 6. We need another million MAGA March. It was one beforehand. I'm going to say that. Um, because that's how you send a message. You send a message. If a million people come out in the streets, you send in a message. If they can punk you and make you not come back in the streets no more, they know they won. Well, <clears throat> and that's why I think we got to throw the politics out and come together as believers and and lead the politics out and, and again that's like April 15th politics Jesus front and center politics has nothing to do with what we're doing April 15th once you here in Nashville thank you uh, both Bryson you stick around yes, we sir. just gotta let Royce go uh, but hopefully uh, we'll have Donald Trump Jr. next Atheists, the secular world, the culture uses our imperfection, our sins to take, shut up. You, you're, you can't stand on truth. And if all it was was imperfection, it eliminated us from standing on truth, this would be a very quiet place. I'm trying to be as loud as I can and as transparent as I can to try to inspire other men. We know you're imperfect, you know you're imperfect. God's grace and mercy, mercy gives you the right to stand on his truth and to speak that loudly into the culture, and we, we have to do that. You can look around and say, these guys have taken over everything. They own the CDC, the NIH, they got the president. Is transgender surgery for children? Colleges today are nothing but leftist indoctrination centers working fully against the Bible. What's the alternative? So you're gonna stop fighting today and you're gonna let the government raise your kids? and you're gonna turn around and let them chop off your 12-year-old daughter's breasts and let them sterilize your son and tell him that he's a girl and you're gonna let him make the Bible hate speech, you're the last line of defense here because nobody else is gonna do it and God's gonna walk with you. This is literally worth dying for. Absolutely. I'm telling you, so it's like everybody, that's a nice little metaphor. This is it. If there's a hill to die on, this is it. The Overton window has been moved right in front of our children's bedrooms and there are all types of people that are trying to climb up in the ladder and every good father should be on his post so that when they peek their head up over the, the window sill, you kick the ladder back down, let them know, you, you move on to the other house because we're not playing that around here. Sometimes just standing up, just saying no, we're not going to do that. Not my marriage, not my kids, not my family, not my community, not my church, not my city. Just declaring that, that's victory enough in prepping his disciples, he tells Peter, he's like, listen, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. We're gonna face some ups and downs in life and we're not gonna always get it together. But if we stay on the path, if we stay chasing after, running after Jesus, running after his way, he's even praying for us. Now, I, I like it when you pray for me, Jason and TJ. I appreciate that, but to have Jesus pray for me, that makes me feel pretty good. When you make it through this sifting process, go back and strengthen your brothers. So we all have a responsibility as men. Once he's delivered me through this, I have a responsibility to go back and bring some other folk out. You do a roll call to just let people know you're not alone, be confident in your positions, and we're gonna inspire you. We're gonna eat, fellowship, listen to some music. It's gonna be the first of many roll calls that we do. So we're looking for soldiers. We're gonna put on our best uh, recruiting pitches for soldiers.
All right, welcome back. And as promised, we're going to be joined by uh, the son of Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. He's a political activist. He's the host of a podcast, Triggered with Don Jr. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., thank you so much uh, for making the time, for taking the time to join us uh, today. Uh, I start with just the most obvious question. How's your dad? How's he doing? Yeah, actually, he's doing pretty well. Uh, with the, the Trumps, whether it's uh, perhaps just our you know genes or whether it's sort of the six, seven years of the constant and never-ending barrage of attacks, you know, perhaps get a little bit uh, immune to some of the insanity that's going on. You know, the, the, the EQ, the emotional quotient component of things uh, may be a little bit uh, different than it would have been under normal circumstances. And so I actually... You know, I heard that right as I was about to go live on my Triggered podcast uh, last night, like literally like five minutes before my phone starts blowing up. And I was like, uh, so uh, I, I went, did it. And then I drove down to Mar-a-Lago. I didn't even call my dad. I just drove down there. He's 25 minutes away. And I was, you know, assuming he'd be in his room. Whatever. He's out having dinner with some friends. And, you know, I guess you, you've been immune uh, to some of the some of the nonsense, unfortunately. It seems rather apparent to me your dad is going to run for president come hell or high water. I think the Democrats know that. And so what are they hoping to accomplish with this indictment over something as silly and as inconsequential as this? What do they think is going to be the upside? I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I could say that about a lot of the policies that they're pushing, right? I see the defense of, uh, you know, the, the, the trans insanity, some of that that's going on. I see the destruction of our energy sector in America. I see, you know, the start of never-ending wars uh, and, you know, antagonizing uh, the world's largest by volume of missiles, uh, you know, Russia in, in the Ukraine. So. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean I can make any sense of it. But I think what you're, they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent him from being able to run because they fear that he's the only guy that can shut down the nonsense. I think now that he knows that he came in as a political outsider, but now he's experienced all that. Uh, I think going back in now, actually, I think being a lame duck, even you know, knowing you can only have four years— I think that's an advantage, and I think they're deathly afraid of him going down there and literally just breaking down all of the systems that they and, frankly, the Republican uni party sort of agreed to. You know, it's like, well, we'll pretend we're on really different sides, but as long as we got, you know, our retirement plans with big war and all the other nonsense, you know, we'll we'll kind of wink, wink, nod, nod and get along. I think they're deathly afraid of that. I mean, I think this is election interference. Uh, well, like like we haven't seen uh, before, despite I think what we all saw in 2020, uh, I think if they get their desire uh, it's perhaps you know the end of the republic as we know it. But honestly, Jason, I think, and I think you articulated this so well last night on Tucker. Uh, real people are seeing what's going on. Real people who aren't that political, uh, who saw the difference between what's in their wallet under Trump, despite what you read on 
you know, in the news or saw in the background on TV daily, you know, he was going to start World War III, and yet magically nothing happened. He was the only guy actually stopping that. He was the only guy getting us out of the wars. He was going to tank the economy, but it was the strongest it's ever been. Your 401k was a disaster. It was going to be a disaster under Trump. You know, what's inflation done to that under Joe Biden? What has the bank collapse uh, that we've seen and is only going to get worse over the last few weeks. What has you know, people realize they've been lied to. So if they get away uh, with the election interference that they're clearly attempting to do, what does that say about where we are as a country? But I, I do think people understand that sort of the vision, the notion of America that we all believed or want to believe, it, it's it's far more gone uh, than than many thought. Even people like myself who've sort of been you know, I've done 50 hours of testimony before congressional committees for treason, a crime punishable by death. Uh, and yet Hunter Biden can take billions from the Chinese, tens of millions from Russia, Ukraine. And no one will even ask the question is, hey, like, is our weak on China policy because they have another one of the countless laptops that seems to be floating around? Are we making decisions in Russia and Ukraine to the tune of $130 billion that you know, may be influenced because they too have other information uh, on this guy. And the fact that we're not even asking that question is a little bit scary. Um, so yeah, I, I think real people are waking up to that and they're fed up because they're, they're realizing just how bad it actually is and how much worse it is than even the most cynical person could have imagined. So back in 2018, 19, you know, I wasn't compelled to vote in 20, no, I'm sorry, back in 2014 and 15. In 2016, I was not compelled to vote for your dad. I've, I've always tried to stay out of politics. Yeah. And then I heard your dad's inauguration speech. And that was the first thing that really hit me in the heart. It's because of the way I grew up. My, my mother was a factory worker. My dad didn't graduate high school. He started out a factory worker, and then he had a little neighborhood bar that catered to factory workers. And your dad's inauguration speech talked about bringing manufacturing jobs back. And I can remember telling my mom and other people, I was like, I think you need to listen to this dude's inauguration speech. I think he's talking about us and the way that I yeah. grew up and my brother grew up. Because my very working class parents were able to push their two sons to a college education and a better life. And, and that's when I really became a fan of Trump, but still not to the point of, of, of wanting to really get involved in politics. But I'm wondering how your dad, the Trumps who, a lot of wealth, even before your dad increased that wealth, how did he become the voice for the working man and the working class? I know why, I'm still that way because of my roots and my background. It, it'll never, how much money I ever make, I'll always identify as working class, but how did your dad get there? Yeah, no, listen, that's, that's sort of one of the great ironies, right? That the brash billionaire from New York City with the glitzy glam lifestyle and all that became the voice of the forgotten man and woman of America. And I, you know, honestly, I think it has to do with A, the way he was brought up, but you got to remember the business that he was in. Uh, he built buildings. 
That's what he did, right? People say, oh, he was on TV. No, no, no. Before all that, like, he built buildings. He dealt with construction workers. The way Trump was different than uh, so many of the people in the real estate sector was that you know, he was the guy that spent countless hours on a job site. When we were growing up, like, that's where, like, my brother and I started, like, you know, hanging sheetrock, driving bulldozers. Like, he's like, if you're going to build a building one day, you better damn well know how to do it yourself. Uh, not just do that from a sort of a, a ritzy office. So he under, always understood. He got more great information. Uh, he became a better builder by spending time with the guys on site. He could go around and, you know, if they're ducting something, well, why are you doing it this way? What do you think about this? Well, you know, Mr. Trump, if you did it this way, you could actually save, you know, some ceiling height and and, and make the room bigger. And, and you'd be like, that's, that's genius. You know, the architects couldn't figure that out in an office on a piece of paper. And so, you know, I think he was always more comfortable with that. I used to get made, they'd made fun of me a couple of times because I, I said it in interviews like way before, uh, you know, The Apprentice and before politics, I go, he's sort of a blue collar billionaire uh, if if there's such a thing like, you know, he can play the glitz glam thing for the brand because that was sort of the means to the end in the business. But, you know, he knows more about sports than the vast majority of people who are in the industry. He's watching, he, you know, his happy place would be watching a baseball game and eating a pizza or McDonald's. Uh, so I think he always just resonated well with those guys. I think he always respected them probably much more than, you know, the executives that he was dealing with. And he, and he understood that. You know, I, I think I got a little bit of a similar taste by growing up. Like I said, he put me on construction jobs. That's what I did during my summers. Uh, I had the added benefit of, you know, having a mother that escaped communist Czechoslovakia and uh, who sent me there for a couple of weeks uh, every summer with my grandfather uh, in the early 80s, right? A little, little different. So I, like, I've waited in those bread lines. I, you know, I spoke the language fluently. I had friends there. I've seen what those systems do to people. And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, probably at the time, it was it was a bit of the beginnings of my political leanings because you know I'm not supposed to be a conservative. I'm the son of a, you know, billionaire from Manhattan who went to an Ivy League university and yada yada yada. And yet, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm out there fighting for this because, again, I grew up with those people and that was probably always my happy place anyway. Regular people. I didn't do, you know, the New York City rubber chicken, you know, nonsense, uh, you know, charity circuit. I didn't I didn't care if I wanted to be loved by those people. I worked during the weekend on the weekends. I went up to my farm in, uh, you know, northeast PA and, you know, hung out with real Americans. So, you know, I guess we all got it a little bit differently. But I think that's how he formed that mentality. He understood those guys because he'd actually spent real time with them. Well, uh, it has certainly resonated with me, and I, I regret that it's taken me this long to get where I'm at right now, but I am Team MAGA. I'm, I'm not coming up off Team MAGA. Uh, part, the, the other option has been Ron DeSantis, and I was wondering what you think, and perhaps if you wanted to share, you could add, answer it either way, what you think or what your dad think, or both, about Ron DeSantis' statement yesterday that he was not going to cooperate with Alvin Bragg and New York on this indictment. Well, listen, you know, again, obviously you're in a political race, but you know, I saw the original statement last week where, you know, this isn't a real issue. I was like, really, you don't think the weaponization of our government against their political enemies? Like, this is stuff that Jason would make Stalin blush. You know, so like last week it wasn't that big a deal. Last week it was a pretend uh, issue, and then. You know, just like Ukraine, I guess 
you know, whether he got permission from his donors or otherwise to change his mind yesterday, that he changed his mind. So that's what's troubling to me is, you know, you, you think someone sort of, you know, MAGA, and I, I wish we had a deeper bench of people who are willing to fight. But again, in Washington, D.C., it's an easy existence to be a Republican that folds uh, to sort of the ruling party and to the media elite, because, you know, you can get away with a lot. You can go, you know, tell the people at home what they want to hear in a small room. And when you get to D.C., as long as you fold when it really matters, they'll leave you alone. You can have a different view and all this. But as long as you give up every time and, uh, you know, again, I had had sort of, you know, bigger hopes for DeSantis, but I saw the same thing with Ukraine. He sort of took the Trump approach, like, hey, why are we in, like starting another endless war with a nuclear power to protect, you know, arguably a more corrupt regime than even Russia? And I'm not being a Russia apologist. I'm just call, I'm just stating basic facts. You know, he sort of took a soft approach on that. And then his donors uh, and the Carl Roves and, you know, Paul Ryans, who are, you know, de facto running the campaign, like we're like, oh, you can't say that. And then, you know, five minutes later, he flipped after being, you know, I, I, I told Tucker one thing. And then two days later, it was totally different thing. I'm like, oh, man, because I, I was hoping we had a deeper bench. Uh, you know, I want more people to be willing to actually get out there and really fight. I mean, there's people had, you know, over the last few months, once my father announced they stopped putting me in there, but they had me for some reason in these polls being like, you know, two or three for 2024 as the presidential candidate. Like, wh why? I've never even put my hat in the ring. I'll fight because I believe in this stuff. But like, if, if I'm there, I'm not saying that maybe I'm good at it and I've created a following, but like, Man, we need more. It can't just be that. But I think what you need right now is you need a Trump. You need someone who's been there, who's got the proven results, who doesn't care, who doesn't need the big dollar donor money. You know, there's a big difference. And I, what people don't understand the money game in politics, there's going to be a lot of people pushed to run by the consultant class in Washington, D.C., because they're going to take 20 percent of the funds raised. They're going to take another 20 percent on the ad buy every time someone runs a commercial. Their buddy's going to do write the commercial. They're going to get a kickback for the work that they're giving to their friends. I mean, the whole thing in D.C. is a scam. Uh, it's a big, big money play. And so there's going to be Republicans pushed to run or convinced to run by a lot of sort of D.C. scumbags that that have a lot of money to it. There are tens of millions for those people to be made, and they're not going to sit out a cycle uh, because it's the right thing to do. And I think people have to be aware of that. So to me, it's a no brainer. You need the guy that will break down the system. Uh, they're, just what they're trying to do shows you how much they're afraid of what Trump could do. I mean, think about that. I mean, this has never been done before. The, the, the charge has never been even prosecuted as a felony. The federal government and the Federal Election Commission, the people who had been trying to put Trump in jail for the last six years, they opted not to pursue this with all the same facts. But then a Soros-funded DA comes in and says, well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to pursue it. It's a no-brainer. No, he's doing what he's told, right? Like, this is unprecedented uh, in America. This would be unprecedented practically in communist China. Uh, and that's where we're going. And it, it just shows you how much they fear Donald Trump and what he will do to the system if put back in the White House. And man, as an American, I feel like we need to we need to bring this thing back down, strip it down to the bones, uh, you know, and start from scratch because no one's been delivering for real Americans. 
that you know that the notion, all those notions are you know that's out the window. We've seen that they've lied to us constantly, but we have to stop believing those lies. Don uh, Bryson Gray is here with me. He lives here in Tennessee. Comes on the show uh, quite often. Bryson, of course, made the song "Let's Go Brandon." Uh, hardcore Trump supporter uh, was at January the sixth. We've had a spirited discussion today about your dad and and in particular. Well, one thing that struck a chord with me is Bryson being at January sixth feels like, uh, and I don't want to speak, well, I will speak for Bryson. He feels like uh, some of the January Sixers were hung out to dry uh, by your dad, by uh, Republicans. Uh, Jacob Hansley, QAnon Shaman, just getting out of jail, I think, yesterday. And now, who is it, Baked the Last? Baked the Last one just got out. Just got out. What do you say to the the people on January 6th that felt like your dad owed them pardons or just more support uh, while, while, you know, they're sitting in jail because they are hardcore Trump supporters. Well, listen, I, I think you got to look at context at the time, right? There's a re- the QAnon shaman got out because the Democrats who controlled the video, right? Nancy Pelosi, uh, Speaker of the House at the time, had the video, had this. They refused to release it. The second they did, all of a sudden, it's exculpatory. So you had a you know, between January 6th and January 20th, the, the transition of power, n- no one knew exactly what went on. Right? We were, you're told it was an insurrection, per- perhaps the first unarmed insurrection in the history of the world, but everyone out there doing that. It's sort of like the origins of COVID, right? It's, well, you know, a doctor is saying this backed by the entire trillion dollar mainstream media and a trillion dollar big tech enterprise censoring, shutting down anything that's to the contrary. The reality is at the time, no one, you didn't know exactly what was going on. So, you know, I, I, I get it, dude. And I, I think if you've looked at my, if you've looked at my social media, I've been really vocal about that stuff. And it, far before we even sort of got that video that was exculpatory. I mean, I do think there should be accountability and people should go to jail for allowing people who are nonviolent offenders to sit in prison for two years. But that's because the Democrats controlled the video and refused to release it. That's because they allowed their lackeys in the mainstream media to run with a narrative uh, that wasn't accurate. If you remember what was going on in those two weeks and what was said about what actually happened, you know, there was no way to actually dispel that notion. Uh, you know, for and of course, you always made the distinction sort of between violent and nonviolent. But the reality, we didn't know. We were told everyone was violent. Then you start seeing a you know a selfie video of a grandmother, and you start hearing the stories. But that was after we were out, and the Democrats were more than happy to you know do that. The, the Joe Biden you know most transparent administration in the history of the world. You know, they wouldn't release those videos because they knew exactly what it would do to the narrative. So we got to remember that we are not, Jason, uh, we're not in a fair fight. Uh, in this game, we are up against multiple trillion dollar institutions, big tech, social, mainstream media, frankly, woke corporate who are telling you all of these things are the gospel. If you go out against them, they, they cancel Trump. They threw him off social media. You could, you know, they can cancel the most powerful man in the world. They'll intimidate you. They'll put a social consequence on you if you even take the conservative mindset. Look how silent big corporate has been this week after a lunatic sociopath trans person kills 
a group of Christian children murdered in cold blood. And it, the White House yesterday, we must protect the trans community because they're in fear. They're in fear. Like, what about the children? You know, so you have to put those things in perspective. And again, I think I've been very loud on the issue um, over the last four years, but it was very hard to do something in that like 10 day period of time where you didn't know you this. They're going after you. They're impeaching you again. They're, it, it's not as simple. Like you know, hindsight's easy, right? You've seen that from some of the politicians. I would have done this. I would have done that. I would have fired Fauci. And then you see the picture of them at a grocery store in a mask talking about how great the vaccine is. Like, I'm like, yeah, really? You would have done it? Like, it's easy to say that when you're not the guy. But like, you, you see their actual actions. You see the things they were doing at the time they would have been doing these things. And you're like, it's bullshit. You weren't going to do anything. That's nonsense. Uh, you know, so I get it. And I think what we have to do now is we have to hold those people accountable. I, like, I'm sure uh, you know, they'll ag you'll agree if you look at my feeds and the things I've been saying over the last two years about what's going on with those people. I've been very vocal on the issue. But at the time, you, you didn't actually know. You know, one of the great regrets I had during all of that process, even after having been through what I'd been through, 50 hours of testimony for treason, a crime punishable by death, Adam Schiff, the head of the Intelligence Committee, saying this on TV every day. I was out there and I was like, well, well, but the FBI and the CIA, they said that about General Flynn. Like, you know, there's got to be there's got to be some truth to it right there. Like, because I wanted to believe that the republic was strong, that these people had the best interests of our country at heart. And like, man, like if you believe the notion of America, you, you want to believe that that still exists. But. It doesn't. That's gone, as evidenced by every action after that. So that was a regret. I didn't come out against him. I did, but I was like, I was probably more. I'm not exactly a silent individual. I I talk pretty aggressively and pretty loud about most things. But I was like, there's got to be something here. I mean, this is the FBI. They they must be dealing in good faith at least a little bit. And then you realize, like, oh my God, they're not. You know, the same people that labeled concerned mothers going to PTA meetings domestic terrorists because they were just saying, hey, I don't want my children to be indoctrinated with your bullshit. Like they were labeled domestic terrorists, but a trans shooter with a manifesto targeting children jacked up on chemicals that we were saying it's it's fine to give to three year olds. But, you know, that couldn't buy a pack of cigarettes for another 15 years. But minor details like that's the science, you know, a group of people that a couple of years ago were literally labeled by our FDA or our medical institutions as like mentally ill. Well, that became unpolitically correct. So we can't say that like that person gunned down Christian children. I, I, I don't see any outrage. I don't see any telethons from corporate media giving them billions and billions of dollars supporting this group. Ah, it's just Christians. It's OK. You can go murder them in cold blood. It's the trans people that they're the real victims in all of this. I'm like, people have lost their minds, but we're not in a fair fight. The messaging is so lopsided and so skewed, and it's why we have to attack this so aggressively. Donald, last question, not Donald, Don, <laughs> last question. Uh, I have to ask you this, the, the nature of this show, Fearless, we're a very uh, biblically-based show. We talk about a biblical worldview all the time. I'm wondering if yourself, your dad, your family uh, realize that we're in a spiritual conflict. And, and, and that, that's the one thing I do pray 
about for your dad, that he, he would come to a better understanding and relationship with God because I think it would help him understand the conflict that he's in and, and yeah. he, he would understand that they're really not after him, they're after God. And so I'm just, does your dad have any thoughts along those lines? Does he have any understanding that we're oh, in a spiritual war here? I mean, you know, and it's an interesting one. I, I sort of, you know, I put up, I, I sort of did a joke meme about it. Like, hey, you know who else was persecuted <laughs> right before Easter? <laughs> you know, you know, I guess you're sort of walking a fine line with that one, right? Because I wasn't making the comparison, but I was, you know, but it's yeah. also hard to sort of not look at the symbolism, uh, you know, of what's, of what's going on. And you're 100%, you know, we are in a battle for the soul of our country, the attack uh, on on religion, uh, on anything uh, that you know would tie us to you know a, a higher being other than the big you know other than big government is so obvious. It's so palpable. I mean, I guess that's sort of de facto what I was you know talking about 45 seconds ago before that question, which is you know a a group of Christian children can be mowed down in cold blood and like they're not the victims. Like if that was a Muslim school mowed down by a guy in the MAGA hat, you know, these guys would be, they were hoping for that to be the case. Everyone in the media, everyone in tech, they were, please let it be an angry white, you know, sociopath so that we can blame all white people, that we can blame all conservatives for the actions of one man. Uh, they were praying for that. They do it at every shooting. You see the tweets. You see the reaction. They're jumping to conclusions. It must be a white guy with an AR-15. Please, God, let him be wearing a MAGA hat. It's evil. It is evil, Jason. That is what we are up against. We are up against evil. And we we have to overcome it. If we don't, I mean, man, I got five young kids. I, I wouldn't want to leave them the country uh, in the direction that we're going right now because uh, we don't have long, in my opinion, before you know you you go past that brink. Uh, I, I feel like we're edging closer and closer every day. And again, it takes things like what we saw yesterday for I think ordinary people who may be upset, who may feel a little bit of a pinch in their wallet because of stupid policy, to realize like, oh my God, it's 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 so much worse than we ever could have imagined. And again, I don't I don't consider myself naive anymore. Uh, I, I've seen it. I've been a fly on the wall. I've been in the room. I've seen then what was reported about that. There's not a pretense of truth or objectivity even anymore. It's just narrative. And that narrative is entirely against us. And and we have to fight for it. And that's, again, for me, it was a lot easier to be a real estate developer from New York. I promise you, I, I could go to the cool person parties. I, I could go anywhere I wanted. I could get a reservation. Now, that's different now, but but it's worth it because what we're fighting for is worth it. That freedom uh, is worth it. And we have no choice but to engage, but we all have to do it. We, we must be unafraid. If we sit back and hope that one person can do it and that one person takes all the slings and arrows, they can take them out. They've proven that. They did that to the most powerful man in the world. Uh, we can't allow that to happen. Don, thank you so much for the, your time. Uh, tell your father, he's got a fan and a supporter in Nashville. Uh, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank uh, you very much. Bryson. Have a good one. Yep. Yep. Bryson, uh, your reaction to any of that? Um, I mean, most of the answers I agree with, especially about Trump being persecuted. I do want to know if he truly thinks the end goal, the end game for the Democrats is to get Trump to not run. Because I wonder if the Democrats even think that's a possibility. 
the, that Trump won't be able to run because of this. Um, I, I wish I could have found out what, what, what else he thinks the end goal could be for Democrats. As far as his response to the January 6th stuff, um, I mean, yeah, I was investigated by the FBI, but it doesn't really matter what I think about his response. He'll have to talk to the mothers of the people that are in prison and see what they think. He'll have to go talk to Ashley Babbitt's mom to see what she thinks about, about those answers. And the reason I say that is because, yeah, it was a short time frame, um, but he sort of alluded to the fact that he didn't know what the truth was, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, before that, Trump has been investigated how many times for false things? You see what I'm saying? Um, and then they, you know, I remember they came out with these lies that, um, Police officers died at the Capitol. And a lot of conservatives ran with that narrative. But it was false, right? But if you, if you read the articles, it was, there was already false. Um, the videos just proved that we already knew while we was there. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, I would like to talk to Jake to see if, if, if he thinks that's a sufficient answer. Because um, I was there at, at uh, Jake's um, benefit concert, and his mother was crying out, like, for Trump to help. You know what I'm saying? So, um, look at that answer. His answer on the faith thing, uh, just, just to, to be frank, that was, that was pretty much a political answer. <laughs> just, I gotta be honest. Bryson, thank you so much. Yes, sir. You thank you for having me. up this show tremendously. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Don't ever change. We need that. I, us old people need a young guy kicking us in the butt, making us better. All right, uh, we'll play tomorrow. We'll see you next week. I just want, I wanna be, I just